What's going on, guys? Welcome to the fifth episode of the Girardi Performance Podcast, where I'm going to be covering the guidelines and benefits of physical activity, as well as exercise prescription and principles. I hope you enjoy the show. So let's start this off with some definitions. What even is physical activity? Physical activity can either be occupational, so that's some activity, what you do. Let's say you're a nurse walking around the halls, lifting patients. Can be lifestyle, you know, um, you go out for a walk and it's just part of your kind of routine to go out for a morning walk or you go hiking or it could be leisure time. Um, you know, you're just hanging out with some friends, doing what you normally do on the weekend, doing some sort of activity. Now, there are some different types. It could be light, moderate, or vigorous, and that's just speaking to the intensity of your physical activity. So, a walk could be light, something vigorous physical activity would be something like running or you know picking up a bag of sand and having to throw it up into your truck, stuff of that nature. And now there's a difference between physical activity and exercise. Exercise is a type of leisure time physical activity that's done specifically for health and fitness. So think of it as planned, set out time in your day to do physical activity. And so what are some guidelines? Aerobic activities, you want to aim for 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity or 75 minutes of vigorous physical activity. Muscle strengthening guidelines are two days per week of each muscle group that you want to strengthen. So if you want to strengthen your glutes, you hit those two times a week, biceps two times a week. So your goal should be to hit each muscle group at least two times a week. And what are the benefits of that? It reduces the risk of heart disease and diabetes, increases bone mass in young people and strengthens bone in older adults. That's very important as we get older. We know that we start to lose muscle mass as we age after, you know, about 30. Once we get into 35, you know, our focus shifts from let's build muscle to how do we maintain muscle. So having a good base getting into that age range is really important for longevity. Another benefit would be to maintain physical working capacity as a person ages. So if you're not strengthening, if you're not doing aerobic fitness, you're not going to be able to do your job um, as well as you used to as you get later on in life. And now obviously physical activity increases longevity, like I said, and improves your quality of life, which ties into that last point. And the last thing is that it promotes physiological well-being and reduces the risk of depressive and anxiety-related symptoms. That is a huge, huge thing right now in the United States and I'm sure across the world, especially post-COVID. So it's super important to engage in some kind of physical activity, not only for the physical benefits, but also your mental benefits as well. So health-related fitness in some kind of different types of um, fitness. So You'll have your cardiorespiratory endurance, which is you know the measure of the heart's ability to pump oxygen-rich blood to those working muscles during exercise. Muscular strength, which is the max ability of a muscle to generate force. Muscular endurance, which is the ability of a muscle to generate a submax force over and over again. Flexibility, which is the ability to move joints freely through their full range of motion. And body composition which is the relative amounts of fat and fat-free tissue, muscle, organs, bones that are found in the body. So those are just some definitions around health, around fitness um, that you should be aware of and that are common terms. And so don't want to mix those, those ones up. And now some skill-related fitness definitions for you. Agility is the ability to change and control the direction and position of the body while maintaining a constant rapid motion. 
balance. We all know what that is. The ability to control or stabilize the body when a person is still or moving. Speed, which is the ability to move your body or parts of your body swiftly. Power, the ability to move body parts swiftly while applying the maximum force from muscles. Coordination is the ability to use the senses together with body parts during movement. And reaction time is the ability to reach or respond quickly to what you hear, see, or feel. Now, let's go over the FIT principle, F-I-T-T, for exercise slash physical activity prescription. So what is the FIT principle? F stands for frequency, which is how often should I exercise? Two times a week, three times a week, twice a day, you know, five times a week, that sort of stuff. Intensity, how hard are you going? You know, are you just breaking a sweat? Are you, you know, drenched in sweat? Are you pushing yourself? Are you out of breath or can you hold a conversation? Time, how long are your workouts? How long is the physical activity? Are you going for a 30-minute walk? Are you exercising on the treadmill for two hours? Are you weightlifting for 90 minutes? How long is that planned exercise? And the type, what modality? So again, walking, strength training, um, you know, stretching, yoga, that kind of stuff. So that is the FIT principle. And so I've thought about this kind of pyramid way to explain this to you guys about how much and how often and what type of exercise and physical activity you should be doing. So at the bottom of the pyramid, there's every day. You should be walking the dog, taking the stairs, gardening, household chores, errands, stuff like that. Three to five times a week would be things like you know aerobic exercise such as swimming, biking, and then you also want to do recreational activities like soccer, rowing, karate, things of that nature. That's three to five times a week. Next step up the pyramid would be leisure activities such as golf. You could do flexibility and strength training. That's another thing you want to be doing two to three times a week. And then at the top of the pyramid, what you should be doing least is things like video games, TV, you know, sedentary activities is what you really want to cut down on. So working from the bottom every day, the next step up three to five times a week. The next step from that is two to three times a week. And at the very tip top of the pyramid is things you should cut down on. If you have to go re-listen to that again, I highly suggest you do. Um, it's really helped me wrap my head around it and my clients on how, what kind of exercise and what kind of activity you should be doing. And now the principles of training and some definitions that you should definitely be aware of and that you need to be able to apply to get the most benefit from your training or physical activity. The first one is the overload principle, a basic principle of physical conditioning that states that in order to improve physical fitness, the body or specific muscles must be stressed. So if you are going and you're doing a bench press 135 pounds for the next 10 weeks and you don't move weight at all, you're not overloading that muscle. So that muscle has no reason to grow, has no reason to get stronger. That's what that principle kind of takes into account. You need to be constantly pushing yourself, whether it's increasing weight, increasing the amount of reps, increasing the duration of, of your runs, stuff like that. That is the overload principle. And now the principle of progression, the definition states, it's a principle of training that states that overload should be increased gradually. I like to use the 10% rule, which means the training intensity or duration of exercise should not be increased by more than 10% per week. So let's keep it simple. You're doing a 100-pound bench press. I like the bench press. I love the bench press, so I'm keeping using that as an example. Bear with me. So you're benching 100 pounds. In the next week, you try 110. 
10 pounds, that's totally fine. But if you're going to try to jump 120, 130 pounds the next week, one, it's not safe. Two, you're most likely not going to be able to do it. And if you can, I promise you that your ligaments and tendons aren't ready for that. You have to gradually work up to keep yourself safe and train in an efficient way. So that way there's no injuries or anything like that that will cause you to have to take a step back from things. Some more principles of training. A maintenance program. Um, you know, this is exercising to sustain a desired level of physical fitness. So if you're happy with where you're at, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And, and that's what we call a maintenance program. And then the last one, super important, the principle of specificity. The effect of exercise training is specific to those muscles involved in the activity. So if you want to work your biceps, you can't go ahead and do squats. If you want to work your biceps, you have to work your biceps. You want to train your legs, you train your legs by doing squats. Just because you do one doesn't mean you're going to train the other. Seems simple, but you'll be very surprised at how many people mess that up. And then we have, obviously, overtraining. The result or failure to get enough rest between exercise training sessions. We see this a ton in the older population. Younger, not so much. Um, but as you get older, your muscles need more time to rest and recover. And so a little bit of experience that I had was during COVID when it first started, um, you know, March of 2020, I didn't work out for a good two to three months until my buddy invited me over to go, you know, work out at his basement. And I seriously was the strongest I've ever been. I've never benched as much weight as I did down in his basement in my entire life. It's because I gave myself that much rest for my muscles to recover. Now, was I overtraining? No, but I'm just explaining that because your muscles do need rest and they will thank you for that if you take a little bit of downtime. I train six days a week. I always keep one week for rest time. All right, so now let's finish with some program design. How should you design your workout slash physical activity program? One, if you're totally not sure even after this, I highly suggest reaching out to a professional, a personal trainer that can help you. If you need more help, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook, or you can um, go ahead and email me, mike at girardiperformance.com, and I'll be sure to help you as best I can. First thing you want to do is set goals. You want to be realistic with those goals. I can't tell you how many times clients have come to me and said, hey, Mike, I love your 12-week program. I want to lose 50 pounds. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's take a step back there. I'm about a sustainable approach. And so 50 pounds in 12 weeks is not the healthiest way to do things. You want to aim for one to two pounds a week. So that way you're doing it sustainably and in a fashion that fits into your lifestyle that you can carry on for the rest of your life. You know, you don't want to take some quick crash course to lose as much weight as possible. One, it's not healthy. Two, it's not sustainable. So be realistic with your goals. With that being said, you know, remember one to two pounds per week. First, you want to set short-term goals. So, hey, I want to bench by the end of the month an extra five pounds. Awesome. Great short-term tangible goal. Long-term goal. I want to um, reach up to 225 pounds on the bench press, or I want to be able to run a marathon. That is a long-term goal that you have to train for. Baby steps getting to that long-term goal. Very, very short-term goals stacked up will lead to that long-term. So if you train for a marathon, take the next three to four months of little short-term goals to work up to the end long-term goal of the marathon. Establish lifetime maintenance goals. That's the third one. It's super important. So as I mentioned, you want to keep things sustainable. So if you in your mind like, hey, I love where I'm at right now. It's working for me and I want to carry this for the rest of my life. 
You know, you can't go and eat a low carb diet and chicken and rice six days a week and work out two day two days a week for the rest of your life. It's just not going to work. It's not sustainable. It's not the right way to live. So be sure they're able to establish goals that you're able to maintain into your lifestyle so that way it just becomes an everyday thing and not a set program period, um, you know, 12-week, six-week period type thing. And super important, guys, right here, write this one down. Put your goals in writing. You trick your subconscious mind by writing it every single day that, hey, this is my goal, this is my goal, this is my goal. You get obsessed with this goal, and that is how you ultimately reach whatever your goals may be. So for me, I have a goal that I want to live in Florida, looking over the ocean, on the side of a building with the sunrise, over a nice balcony, and in an apartment with big windows so the sun comes in. That's kind of my goal, right? I like write that down every single morning, and I'm one step closer each day to obtaining that goal. I be, have become obsessed with that. I envision myself there. I close my eyes. I envision myself on that balcony looking over the water. And so relate that to your fitness goals. If you have a super burning passion for fitness and whatever, some kind of goal, whether it be fitness or not, Say it before bed and upon waking every single morning. Write it down once a day and become obsessed with it. All right, that is goal setting. So now it's time to select those activities. Are you a runner? Do you want to work out, you know, bench press, you know, weight lift? You know, do you like to do yoga, Pilates, anything? What kind of activity are you going to do? Third in the program design is to use that fit principle, frequency, intensity, timing, and type. Fourth, you want to include a warm-up and a cool-down in your program. No matter what, guys, you need to get your joints ready, whether it be some mobility work, foam rolling, whatever it may be, static stretching, dynamic warm-ups, hopping on a treadmill to break a sweat. You need to be able to warm up and cool down after your exercise so that way we are taking a sustainable longevity approach to your goal and to fitness as a whole. You know, you don't want to go ahead in the gym, beat yourself up, get hurt, and then you can't do it anymore. That's that's worst case scenario. I've seen it time and time again. Take care of your body and it'll take care of you. And lastly, and how I'm going to finish this out is to be sure it's personalized. Don't go and download some ebook or some, you know, program that you see on bodybuilding.com or yoga.com or whatever it may be. You know, it has to be personalized to you. Everybody's different and everybody is different. So, if you need help personalizing your own, whether it be meal plan or workout program, shoot me a DM saying podcast five. So I know that you heard me here on Instagram, Facebook, or you can shoot me an email, Mike at GirardiPerformance.com. And I'd love to give you more information about my online personal training programs that are 100% customized for you based off your goals and your lifestyle. That's the end of the episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and learned a lot. If you did, please give this a five-star rating and share with your friends. It helps out a lot. Until next time, see you later.